Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Kropp. Hey, good morning, everybody. Great to be with you today. It's Tuesday here in uh, Oregon as we begin another very, very busy day of talking about stuff, political stuff, that really does matter in your life. In fact, we always try to talk about that stuff in a way that, well, it helps you change your world. And you do that by having those meaningful and persuasive conversations with persuadable people. And hopefully, I share my thoughts about how you can do that in a way that, you know, just helps you have your thoughts, your phrases, your questions to begin conversations with those persuadable people. Like this story in the Yam Hill Advocate, and I'm going to get Carrie Martell on maybe tomorrow to talk with us about this. How, it, I mean, seriously, the Democrats have introduced a bill here in Oregon to lower the age of voting to the age of 16. Now, I just want you to think to yourself, first off, the Democrats want to make it impossible for a 21-year-old to buy a gun because they're not mature enough. The Democrats have passed a bill to say that if you're a juvenile convicted of a violent, heinous murder, because you get out of jail at the age of 25, no matter what, if you committed the murder because your brain wasn't developed enough, you weren't able to know what you were doing. That's a law. It's been happening. So much for justice. So they want to raise the age to buy a gun to age 21 because you're not mature enough to buy one until you're 21. And you're not mature enough to realize that murdering people is wrong. So you get released from jail, even though you're a convicted murderer at age 25. But yet they want us to believe that you're mature enough to choose your leaders and vote at age 16. Now, do you think you could have a conversation with somebody just sort of talking about that? Don't you find it interesting? Democrats want to lower the age of voting to age 16. But you're not mature enough to be able to buy a gun until you're 21. Or if you're a teenage murderer, you get released at age 25. Because you weren't mature enough to understand what you were doing when you murdered somebody when you were a teenager. I bet you could probably have a conversation with somebody about that, couldn't you? Yes, Bill, we will talk about it tomorrow. Also, at the bottom of this hour, we have a great, great interview with, live interview with Ann Vandersteel, who is coming to Springfield this Saturday afternoon, 25th. For five hours. She is co-chair of the Zelenko Freedom Foundation. You know, Dr. Zelenko, who stood tall, he passed away. He stood tall above so many other people during the COVID insanity. She is coming to Springfield 
to Eugene area this Saturday from 12 to 5. She's going to be talking about real world solutions for our communities, for reawakening people to freedom and restoring our republic. And if you've never heard Anne, you're in for a treat. She's a wife, she's a mother, she's an incredibly smart and articulate broadcaster herself. And she will lay it out for you folks. So we have a website, OregonStateNationals.com under events. It's Oregon State Nationals. It's all one word, OregonStateNationals.com slash events. Okay. It's $99. Don't let that scare you because you can bring a friend or a family member for an extra $20. It's all day. Snacks and coffee are included. Well, it's not all day. It's from noon till 5. Snacks and coffee included. Lots of time with Ann for Q&A. She's the co-chair of the Zelenko Freedom Foundation. If you go, if you go to the Zelenko Freedom Foundation, zfreedomfoundation.org, zfreedomfoundation.org. You will learn a lot about Dr. Zelenko and what he believed and how his foundation and what Ann is doing is making a difference and changing the country for, for the better. You'll learn a lot more about it. In fact, he has a great quote, friends. Uh, I mean, it, it really it bears worth Um, (laughs) you need to listen to this. Remember the biblical story about Noah and the ark? How he was derided? Well, Dr. Vladimir Zelenko, the late Dr. Zelenko, said this, and I quote, everyone thought Noah was a conspiracy theorist until it started raining, unquote. It sums it all up, isn't it? And it sort of gets back to what Mike Lindell is doing, right? You know, in trying to, you know, all of us election deniers. You know, because these voting machines, these black boxes never get it wrong. And we know that there's never any fraud. And somebody sent me a story. Um, where is that? Somebody sent me a story about, oh, a city council member, this is an Epoch Times story. A California city council member arrested on voter fraud charges. This is what the sheriff says. Now, this is Lodi. Now, folks, uh, you got to understand, Lodi is this little town outside of Stockton, kind of between Sacramento and Stockton. It's closer to Stockton. I know it well. I won't tell you why, but I know it well. The city council member was arrested on election fraud-related charges amid speculation that he resigned from office. The San Joaquin County Sheriff's Office on February 16th wrote that Shakir Khan, a Lodi city council member, was charged with falsely filing a declaration of candidacy, three counts of voting or attempting to vote more than once registering a fictitious person making or defacing a nomination paper in a voter registration violation. He, of course, 
denies that in local media. Now, he's got a lawyer and he's being charged. You see, the sheriff, I want to go back to Mike Lindell here and everything that we've been saying. The sheriff said that this was a long-standing investigation and that he attempted to undermine, manipulate, and violate one of our most fundamental rights. During a search of a business that owned by Khan, they found, get this now, 41 sealed and completed mail-in ballots. Khan was at the time running for District 4 seat on Lodi City Council. A captain in the sheriff's office is quoted in the story saying, when we saw this, we thought that something was off here. Well, duh. And we didn't know what a cri- what had a crime. We didn't know we had a crime at this particular point because there was a recent change in election law and people can turn in their ballots on behalf of another. These ballots were found during a 2019 investigation into Khan. This Captain Art Hardy of the Sheriff's Office said, there was a lot of weird things we found in the voter rolls. Hardy also told reporters, explaining that someone who was inspecting voter rolls ahead of the 2022 midterms allegedly saw irregularities. But when she pointed out a particular address in Lodi's 4th District, that's when it clicked in our heads. Wait, that's Shakir Khan's address. That's the 41 ballots we saw. So let's just stop here for a moment. I mean, this story goes on, but it's pivotal to what's happening in Oregon. And I'll tell you what it is. A recent law change, as they said, that people can turn on ballots in behalf. This It's ballot harvesting. It's legal in Oregon, and it has been for some time. And it's legal now in California. Well, it has been. So they didn't think anything about somebody having 41 ballots sealed. But then, just ahead of the 2022 midterms, somebody was inspecting the voter rolls. Now, I wonder how that happened. Think it could have anything to do with Mike Lindell? Do you think it could have anything to do with our friends who have come to Oregon to highlight how this happens, right? Nah, probably not. But guess who they reported it to? They didn't report it to the chief of police of Lodi. They reported it to the county sheriff. Now, why the county sheriff? Well, you know why. Because the county sheriff has the power to do something about this because the county sheriff is an independent elected official. Because under the U.S. Supreme Court ruling, the county sheriff has the ability to look at the law and determine enforcement of the law because according to the Supreme Court ruling, the county sheriff is the highest legal law enforcement authority in that county, period. 
higher than the state attorney general, higher than the county council, higher than the U.S. attorney general, higher than the FBI. It's the county sheriff, folks. Now, I want to just circle this back to you. To this thing. This thing that happened in Clatsop County, where part of the Second Amendment sanctuary ordinance that was struck down by the Oregon Court of Appeals, including that vicious, and it was vicious, opinion by one of the Supreme Court justices, a guy from Albany that I've known for many years, a former Marine, a Republican who's on the Court of Appeals, that I will never vote for again. Jim Egan, where he said that this Second Amendment sanctuary ordinance was racist and anti-Semitic. A stunning thing, if you could. And why would you do that? Well, because I know Jim. He's arrogant and out of touch, like most members who sit on the Oregon Court of Appeals and the Oregon Supreme Court. He's an incredible disappointment to me. That ruling, Second Amendment Sanctuary said, well, the sheriff doesn't have the authority to suspend a statewide law. Folks, yes, he does. And it's obvious that the Court of Appeals and the Supreme Court don't understand the U.S. Supreme Court ruling. Back in a moment, Ann Vandersteel's coming up at the bottom of the hour, 503-589-1220. If you want to call, do it now. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. It's 22 minutes past the top of the hour. Great to have you with us today. Ann Vandersteel of the Zelenko Freedom Foundation is going to be joining us at the bottom of the hour. If you've never heard her, you need to listen to her because she's really good at what she does. She's very articulate, but more importantly, she's passionate about freedom, liberty, which is why she goes around the country holding these events like she's going to be holding this Saturday afternoon in Springfield. And you can learn about that if you go to OregonStateNationals.com. OregonStateNationals.com. Click on events, and you can learn about how you can join the event. It's from it's in Springfield again. It's from twelve to five. There is a cost for you to learn about how you, we can take back the country, folks, restoring our republican true freedom. It's ninety nine dollars, but if you bring a friend or a family member for only an additional twenty dollars, it basically cuts it in half for all day to hear from one of the most dynamic speakers, but also to hear what it is that the Zelenko Foundation is doing across the country. 
in public policy and education, in incubating new technologies, folks, and in community development. All of this is stuff you can participate in to make your world a little bit better. Everything that we preach every day on this radio show about how you can change your world. She's going to be hopefully sharing with you all some great ideas and what the Zelenko Freedom Foundation is doing to foster critical thinking, positive communication, and bringing together students with diverse backgrounds and belief. This is so important in education, right? We fight about it. We talk about it. It is everything. Anyway, she uh, joins us again the bottom of the hour here, you do not want to miss that. You also do not want to miss your opportunity to stay nice and warm. You know we got ice and snow coming, folks, in the next few days. If your heating system isn't keeping up and you're miserable at home, call Freedom Heating and Air. They'll get out today and get it fixed for you. So you can get through the next coming days, okay? 503-580-1456. 503-580-1456. Check out their website, freedomheatingandair.net, freedomheatingandair.net. By the way, the East Palestine mayor slams Biden for giving, mil- folks, it's billions to Ukraine. He was on with, he was on Fox and says, Biden doesn't care about us. That's right. In fact, did you hear Elon saying your strategic imperative, Mr. President, is to defend the United States? And you're not doing that if you're giving away all of our stockpiles of ammunition and other things to the Ukrainians. Anyway, let's go to Art. Art, good morning. How are you? Welcome. Good morning, Jeff. I want to change my world a little bit today. Okay. Um, and make a suggestion to you because I think it's really critical. You know about this train accident that they had yes. uh, and all that toxic garbage went everywhere. And, of course, you know, the government doesn't care because this community is basically a Republican community. But if you look at Salem... We are surrounded by railroad tracks, and I would, I'm just curious on, you know, how are we prepared for something like that here in Salem and in Oregon? Because if something like that happens here, Jeff, what do we do? How do we do it? What's the emergency plan, et cetera, et cetera? And so... I, you know, I know you were talking about elections and stuff, but I think it. I just wanted to say that this is a critical issue. I mean, Buttigieg even said there's a thousand train derailments every year in the United States, and you know that's something I'm concerned about. But I want to change my world here in Salem and make sure that if it happens here, we're I don't know if you can say be safe, but that plans are in place to mitigate the effects of something like that. 
All right. Excellent suggestion, Art, and I'm going to let you go because I want to get on to Rich here in a moment. I'm going to find out, and I may even try to get the Director of Oregon Emergency Management on the phone to do a live interview to answer that question. It's a fair question, and I'll get into more of that. Art, great suggestion. We'll get into it. Uh, maybe we'll even ask some folks in the legislature to show up to the war room and explain that very thing to us. Rich, go. Morning. Morning. Mine was real simple. Um, how much money is the big guy going to get out of all the money he's hauling over to Zelensky? Oh, you mean through son Hunter and brother James Biden? Nah, that would never happen. Oh, no, I think it's more. I think it's more open than that. I think he brought his uh, secret code to his bank account, so they just ship it in there. Or the other side of that is just how much of that money is going to the other communist countries. Well, you wonder, don't you? Yep. You just wonder. You know, I mean, if, and it's not like there's ever anything in the background, these deals being cut, right? No, nothing. Excellent Bye. question, Rich. Thank Bye. you. Folks, Ann Vandersteel coming up at the bottom of the hour. You do not want to miss this interview. She's coming to Oregon. She's going to be here Saturday afternoon share with us what the Zelenko Freedom Foundation and what she's doing to restore our republic back in a moment. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. It's 23 minutes before the top of the hour. We are blessed to have Ann Vandersteel joining us of the Zelenko Freedom Foundation. Ann, good morning to you. Well, good morning, Jeff. It's great to be with you this morning. How are things up there on the coast? Well, we are about to get hit with a snow and ice storm because, you know, we have all this global warming, right? (laughs) (laughs) You know, Al Gore was right. He must be hiding out somewhere in that 60,000 square foot mansion, just shuddering at the thought of another ice storm headed his way. (laughs) Or maybe he's going to jump in his private jet and fly to some warmer part of the world where he doesn't have to worry about it. Yeah, he does that often. (laughs) That that is for sure. By the way, um, you should be pleased to know that the snow and ice storm should be done by the time you arrive in Oregon this Saturday for this uh, you know, day-long event that you're holding uh, in Springfield. So I got to ask you, and I've heard you talk before. I, I greatly admire both your articulation of the principles and the values of freedom, but why in the heck are you coming to crazy, cold, blue Oregon? Because they asked. <laughs> that That's simple. a great reason. The wonderful people of Oregon asked, and, uh, you know, when when people ask for information and they're starving for it because where they live, they're being snuffed out of their electoral uh, rights because of their mail-in ballot fraud that you have going on up there. Boy, that has really been industrialized. I have to say bravo on the thieves up there. But when people are asking for information, I feel obliged, and it's an honor to go and help spread the information and really correct the narrative, which has been 
what we were told was our history, which has been nothing but a bold-faced, fabricated lie to, to basically further the agenda of the takeover of our great republic. You know, we're living, we have been living under a lie for quite some time, Jeff, and it's about time that lie got fixed and addressed and people understood the truth so they have power to take matters into their own hands so that they can actually collectively or individually, uh, you know, correct their status and, and become true free people of the land. And that's what we're out setting out to do. Amen, sister. In fact, I got to tell you, I'm often accused of being an election denier. And as I have read on the Internet, you are being accused of that also. So let me ask you, how do you answer that? <laughs> Take two pills and call me in the morning. No, on seriously, <laughs> I, you know, when 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 you know look at the lloyd brunson case now granted i don't know the supreme court is actually going to take it up and hear it because they've yet to do a lot of things when it comes to writing the ship i mean giving back roe v wade and undoing that was simple because it's a 10th amendment you can put that back on the state but when it comes to overturning an election where you're talking about taking out the machine that has put those people in power to begin with that's a whole other ball of wax so as an election denier, somebody who is telling you over and over again, we've had hundreds and hundreds of thousands of sworn affidavits, but your truth and facts submitted not only to local municipality uh, members of government, but all the way up to the federal level and the courts, including the Supreme Court. And they ignored it all, which, you know, as addressed as petitioning for a redress of grievances and providing the evidence of such, uh, you know, malfeasance and, and potential problem, they were supposed to have been investigated. And That's these right. members of Congress, didn't do their job, including Biden, Harris, and Pence. They all obviously, they all ignored and shirked their constitutional duties, which was their sworn oath to uphold the Constitution and investigate any evidence of foreign or domestic interference in our election. And so, therefore, you know, when you have all of this evidence, it's overwhelming. People know something's wrong. I mean, just look at the Muppet running around Ukraine on President's Day when you have a catastrophic, uh, you know, chemical spill in East Palestine, Ohio. And now we have another uh, plant that blew up last night, a metal plant in Ohio. Yes. What is going on? You know, this is this is the problem, Jeff. We have got to deal with the fundamental issues that are staring us right in the face. It's Occam's razor and it's cutting us on both sides at this point. It so is. This is why, you know, call me an election denier, but the facts don't lie. And uh, when people are covering up the facts, there's a reason they're covering up the facts. They just don't want the facts to come out. We're talking with Ann Vandersteel. She's coming this Saturday to Springfield. Go to register. If, if you want to hear her viewpoint and what she is teaching about how to restore our republic, including in a very blue place like Oregon, which isn't really as blue as people think, by the way. If you want right. to hear from her, if you want to have an opportunity to spend some time with Ann from 12 to 5 p.m. in Springfield, go to OregonStateNationals.com slash events. It's all one word, OregonStateNationals.com. You can see how to register to join her uh, today. Now, so the Zelenko, by the way, Ann, I got to tell you, I am uh, using... Dr. Zelenko's Z flu formula. Great. Uh, I have the gummies. I uh, haven't got sick uh, from that, uh, from anything going around out there, you know, all this RSV silliness and, and all of that. But at any rate, um, Freedom, the Zelenko Freedom Foundation, you are you're one of the, the directors of that and, and you're you're out traveling across the country. Dr. Zelenko has really left a legacy of what the Freedom Foundation is trying to do at the educational level, at the community level, and, and that's in part what you're going to be talking about, right? Yes, and in fact, that'll be addressed most likely in the uh, 
in the in the opening so that people understand who I am and what I'm doing currently. Uh, but as far as the Zelenko Freedom Foundation, honestly, Jeff, I was really honored when Dr. Zelenko asked me to co-chair this uh, for his legacy because this was, you know, really a, his desire to see what he wanted to accomplish should he have continued on the, on planet Earth to to get some of these initiatives accomplished. And so the Zelenko Freedom Foundation has been very focused on several things, including media, which I run the Zelenko Report. And I've just launched a brand new show called Right Now with Ann Vandersteel, all part of the media agenda, the media initiatives for the Zelenko Freedom Foundation to get the truth spread like a mantra. But more importantly than that, or I should say in concert, is really focusing on the future, which are programs geared around our young academic minds, those that have, you know, been poisoned by CRT. We are retrieving them and giving them an opportunity to learn about other initiatives, be interns through the Z Fellows program as well as the Common Ground Campus Program, which is a phenomenal program that has taken off lights out across the country and universities where we're bringing groups from the right and the left on campus together to hash out an issue, whatever that may be, and find the common ground without accusing the other of being wrong. And this is all done in a live audience uh, with a live stream or a tape to live stream feed. So the pressure's on, but these kids are brilliant with the solutions in which they come up. And they do find common ground at the end of these events, all the students, from all sides are hugging each other and celebrating the fact they learned how to speak to each other again without hurling political insults. So this is uh, this is something our country sorely needs and adults in the room could learn a thing or two from these young academics that are being challenged in this fashion. It's just brilliant and we're proud to be behind it. Good for you because I got to tell you this is this is the legacy of the social media and the damage it's done to our culture in my personal opinion yep. is that it's easy to hurl insults at each other when you're you know, you're on the internet, but when you're face to face in human interaction, you know, Anne, how more difficult that is and how then do you have the opportunity through your facial expressions from your body language or the tone of your voice to connect with people, even though you may be disagreeing with them. And by the way, folks, if you go to, you can see what she's talking about and look at some of her videos about these very things. If you go to Z freedomfoundation.org z the just the the letter z for zelenko zfreedomfoundation.org and if you click under the zelenko report and you'll get to watch uh some of her videos so ann uh you're gonna be here all day um the location is is not on the website for obvious security reasons so when you travel around do you get security threats from the crazies out there on the left (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, more more from DHS Homeland Security. I was uh, I was basically brutalized for the last 18 months by the Department of Homeland Security TSA, as I had been placed on some sort of a list, which basically said my security privilege of having TSA pre-check was was removed because I no longer posed a low enough security risk based on my name being uh, run against several different databases, including one of national security, but yet they never told me what it was exactly. And it really was their attempt to slowing me down because I travel every week, four to five flights per week, uh, at events, speaking, covering events, whatever it is. And they were just trying to slow me down and inquired invasive pat downs, uh, showing up to the airport three hours early, trouble getting tickets, being removed off aircraft for doing absolutely nothing, but just, you know, being a common, decent American. So you know, I'm now off that list. But uh, it was pretty interesting, and it, uh, Oregon has seen the worst of it with, with my travels through there. So <laughs> I don't think that there's anything that Antifa or anybody else can say that's been probably going to surpass what the TSA did, because 
we call Antifa Pantifa at this point. They're pretty much, you know, a non-event. Well, we're looking forward to having you here again. Uh, folks, if you want to hear and see her in person and learn what we can do to restore our republic, even in purplish blue Oregon, go to OregonStateNationals.com and get registered for this event this coming Saturday in Springfield. It'll be well worth it your time. And you can bring, by the way, a friend or a family member for only $20 more. And that cuts the cost of the entire event, which is from noon till 5 p.m. And uh, have you, you've been to Oregon before and spoken, haven't you? I have, yeah, on several events with Reawaken America, with Citizens Restoring Liberty. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to coming back out and, uh, you know, joining up with the folks in Oregon. It's such a beautiful state. I've even met with the folks, the Antifa crowd down in downtown Portland across the federal uh, federal uh, building down there. And we reviewed the uh, Bill of Rights. And I think the young gentleman who was about 18 I was speaking to agreed with all the Bill of Rights. So I, I said to him, boy, we have a lot more in common than our outfits because I happen to be dressed in black that day. So uh, I think we can find common ground. <laughs> and- and welcome back to Oregon. It'd be great to see you on Saturday. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks so much. Ann Vandersteel, go to OregonStateNationals.com and get the tickets. You don't want to miss this on Saturday. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. It's 10 minutes till the top of the hour. Yes, the number to call is 503-589-1220. 503-589-1220. That's the power of Buick GMC talk line. Or shoot me an email to jeff at 1220.am. Jeff at KSLM. Dot News Lee uh, sent me a an email about maturity. Here's something to talk about, he says. A quick internet search on the word maturity. You might find something like maturity is the state of being fully developed or adult. Humans experience delayed maturity. We arrive at all stages of life faster than other mammals. Stop there and you only have a portion of the true definition because that definition doesn't address the four sections of maturity. Physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. This is a large topic, so let me be brief. We don't teach our young the basics of life from an early age, how to analyze, how to respect, how to overcome selfishness, how to make decisions on their own. Society is left with aging boys. It takes a man to get up and do what's needed. Men work, boys play. Men respect their wife and their family. Boys think they are a toy. Maturity is not totally defined to an age. It is developed with education and patience. Don't associate playfulness with the lack of maturity. There are several of you listeners that were taught young and held jobs at a young age of serious importance and consequences. Look around you, you will find 30 plus year old boys. They were never taught how to be a man. Try that for a discussion. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Greg wrote me about a school board president in Alaska trying to shut down a parent. He writes, in fact, there's a YouTube video here. He says, a recent school board meeting from Anchorage, Alaska, has gone viral after a father was reading aloud from a guidebook on sexting 
from the school's library. He was shut down by the president of the school board. A parent reading from something that's in their library and he gets shut down by the school board president. Yikes. Now look, everything Lee just said and that story right there from Greg is a great reason for you to go see Ann Vandersteel. OregonStateNationals.com slash events this Saturday in Springfield. Because what they're doing, you heard her describe it, folks. Now, that ought to give you some hope, but it ought to also give you a reason to go see her and hear her and learn and talk with her. Because this is the kind of thing we have to bring to Oregon. We can find common ground. Like she just described her experience with Antifa. Now, look, my experience with Antifa was very different. They were physically attacking us, a group of Christians praying on the Portland waterfront, physically attacked us. That's a very different thing. But yet, even with Antifa, even with people in your world, there is common ground, especially with students. And so their their high school and their college initiative at the Zelenko Freedom Foundation is part of what she's going to be talking about and how you can bring that to your community. You can bring that to your school. Everything we're fighting for with Dr. Satya Chandragiri, that we, we heard him, we're going to have him back on this show, hopefully with a better connection this time. Here in the Salem-Kaiser School District, the battle going on there, what's happening in the Newburg School Board, that battle, and it ain't stopping, folks. We have to fight. And that's a great reason for you to come and be a part of this event on Saturday. Again, go to OregonStateNationals.com, OregonStateNationals.com, slash events, and get registered for this thing again if you bring somebody, it's only an additional $20 that really cuts the cost of the event. It makes it very much worthwhile. It's five hours from 12 noon till 5 p.m. down in Springfield. OregonStateNationals.com. Now, Project Veritas, as you know, was founded by James O'Keefe. He has brought with their undercover videos to light some powerfully uh, big issues, folks. He just was forced out, and I and I didn't have an opportunity to talk to Ann about this because I know she's up on it. I wanted to talk about it. She's tweeted about it. Folks, he got fired by the board. In one day, yes, now he, he gave a 45-minute going-away speech yesterday to all the staff at Project Veritas. That staff today said unless the board resigns that fired him, and the reason they fired him is at the end of this Gateway Pundit story. The inside story of this is that apparently O'Keefe tried to fire the chief financial officer of the company. Now, a lot of this is tied to the Pfizer release, okay, and that James O'Keefe literally 
talked about that in his 45-minute going-away speech to the staff. Now, the Project Veritas board includes some some names of people that are well-known conservatives, including Matt Tiermand, John Garvey, George Skakel, Joseph Barton, and Steve Allenbeck. Now, they decided to get rid of him. Does Pfizer have that much power that they can reach into the inside of an organization like the Project Veritas board? Which brought us, by the way, this video report last month where Dr. Jordan Walker of Pfizer, folks, admitted on camera that the, now listen to this, that the pharmaceutical companies systemically altered, edited, and evolved the COVID virus, as well admitting to a series of side effects from supposedly safe COVID vaccines that the mainstream media labels as disinformation. So this guy talking on camera, this doctor inside Pfizer who admits all of this stuff the media says that's disinformation. O'Keefe, strangely, gets fired immediately. Something's really rotten here, folks. So what the, what happened is yesterday, Project Veritas lost a hundred, almost a hundred thousand followers in one day on Twitter. In one day. There, the board is trying to massage this so it doesn't collapse. Yesterday, after his 45-minute speech, it's manifested now today in that the people who are loyal, the staff members of Project Veritas that are loyal to O'Keefe have told the board that unless they, the board, resigns today, all of these staffers are quitting in a block that's the right thing to do there's going to be more to this story as there are other things we'll get to all of that in more there's no doubt tomorrow will be a big news day as will the rest of today be back with you tomorrow i hope you are too be blessed keep praying and keep fighting for everything you believe in this great republic and this great state don't give up